0: Welcome to the TPM Podcast. It stands for Theology of Plain Men, of course. My name is Zach. We are here at my studio. Um, In my studio, which who knows, I might not welcome him back to the studio anymore. Unbelievable. My good friend, Andre. Andre, do you want to tell our lovely listeners what you have just
1: done to my basement? Okay, well, I think you're overselling how bad it was. I... You know what? I had my water bottle on the floor so that it didn't spill on the table and um, And all our... Where was the lid? Where was the lid for the water bottle, All our high-end recording equipment, Uh, and I had it on the ground, so I had it on the ground, and I had the lid on the table because I didn't want the lid on it because I didn't want to make a bunch of sounds when I was getting a sip of water during our podcast. And when but happened. it did backfire a little bit oh, a because little bit. I knocked it down. And I have this stainless steel. It's just anyway, the tile floor, it was really loud. And like a liter of water went everywhere. Yeah.
0: So for all of our lovely listeners who are just listening to our podcast that we just we're, we're going back to backseas here. So uh, this is a week later from the previous one. But uh, we are still here. This is the same night. We're doing two in one night because occasionally we like to prepare. Uh, but Andre dumped about. You know, a half gallon of water onto my floor while we were recording a podcast. I thought I was going to lose my hearing because it was so loud. Um, so I'll have to fix that one in post. Thanks, Andre. Yeah. We are joined across the interwebs by fellow plane man Cody Joholke. How you doing, Cody?
2: Doing good. I think being on two in a row. Puts me from correspondence status to like regular co-host.
0: Regular co-host. It, it is. It is pretty good. But um, as a co-host, uh, uh, Cody, you've come to a stunning realization. As one of the married plain men in the group, uh, you you uh, you kind of um, yeah, you you kind of learned something new tonight. Tell us uh, what you just learned before we started recording this.
2: Sure. So uh, thoroughly distraught by. Andre's Mishap on the first podcast, I had to go get some air, collect myself. Okay. And as <laughs> I was back, really, true, I was just grabbing <laughs> my charger so my computer wouldn't die. But as I was walking back, I was like, wait a minute. My wife, Marin, was telling me earlier today how she was listening to a, an ex-classmate of hers uh, at St. Catherine University. Uh, she has a podcast and she was listening to it. And I realized, wait a minute, my wife... Has voluntarily listened to that podcast at least one time, which is at least one more time, and she has voluntarily listened to this podcast. You Have to sneak it on in the car or something if it's ever going to be heard.
0: Oh, welcome, welcome to the realization that your wife does not want to listen to a single thing you put into the airwaves, just like the rest <laughs> of us plain men. Uh, no, I kid, but you know it's it's kind of true, and that's okay. Um, so. Mo- moving on from that uh andre what are we talking about this week
1: yeah we just thought we'd throw one together on the trinity just real quick casual off the you know just off the cuff off the cuff things that you know every monkey should know right um there's just there's easy been no, there's been no disagreement
0: stuff. there's never been disagreement
1: about the trinity either no no not since so, we talked about it no. i mean apparently there was like 500 years of fighting but we right figured it out and we did we are here to explain the holy trinity
0: the plain men are here for you the
1: listener to fix all your problems you asked or we thought we heard you ask and (laughs) and here we are So, so I, I think more sarcasm spilled out of my mouth than water out of my water bottle. <laughs> That's not possible. <laughs> I have to bring in a few contractors to fix my basement after oh, what okay. you've done. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, the one thing I wasn't being sarcastic about is that we are we are talking about the Trinity. We're going to try to talk about the Trinity, um, and the sarcasm emerges from the fact that it is <clears throat> a well-known uh, fact that the Trinity is an effectively impossible to understand subject and some some in fact call it a mystery of the faith yeah 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 so that's it um do you want to start the music or (laughs) there there we go that's it (laughs) Um, subscribe thanks yeah yeah. so so i would you know doing a podcast on the trinity is basically a joke um but we're we're gonna do it anyway we're gonna do our best and we're not gonna you know attempt to solve anything um i think the goal here is to present the concept of the trinity to explain why it's difficult to understand why there is this like mysterious nature to it Um, and then but also to get practical as we always try to do Um, so give me your your quick two
0: cents andre for those who may be new to the concept or even those who've heard it a bunch of times before
1: um what does that mean what do we mean when we say the trinity yeah so the trinity is the idea that god um that there is like a god in three persons and so that there is one god only one but There are these like three facets to God, um, those being God, the Father, um, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Um, And each one of these is like a distinct, like I can't use any of these words, like being or form, because, you know, I've sat here and like read about it a little bit, and it's all like, "Eh, it's not a form, it's not a, you know. But they're like kind of aspects of, of God's nature. Um, and I think when we say Holy Spirit, like, some things should probably come to mind. Um, and then same with Jesus, obviously, but then also, like, kind of God the Father, like, you know, God with the beard and the clouds, sort of God. Um, and, of course, none of those illustrations quite get at what those those persons of the Trinity are, but um, I think, yeah, I think that that's basically the fundamentals of the idea of the Trinity. Um, but, of course, it's this, like, because it's so heady and it's so in the clouds not intended that's two in a row uh it's like very difficult to put a put our finger put a finger on and and also i it's worth pointing out that scripture doesn't like address the trinity by name this is something that has emerged from our attempts you know and our being kind of like the history of christian thought to understand to understand this this thing where there is god and there is jesus and there's the holy spirit but there is just like one god um I think there's one there's one verse that I think, I mean, you know, you could do a ton of research, and this podcast is not going to be us spewing a bunch of verses trying to prove anything. Um, but like this this is a verse that I found that kind of like at least addresses them all. Um, so this is like spoken from the perspective of Jesus in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord, and that's like the Yahweh Lord, has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. That sent me to bind up the brokenhearted etc cetera, etc cetera. and i know i just etc cetera, etc cetera, one of the most beautiful verses in scripture but <laughs> the point was you know this is jesus saying this so one person of the trinity he says the spirit of the lord god so there's the second per, an, another per person of the trinity the spirit and and then because the lord the yahweh the god kind of i am god has anointed me and so on and so on so those are the three persons those are the three parts um but we know there to be a single god. So yeah, I d- Cody, you were saying to me earlier that your your attempt on this topic was to like ground it in some amount of practicality. Um I I think the the question that it begs is like, okay, if it's so heady, if it's so confusing and theological that nobody can figure out and there's really no way for us to understand it, it seems that like, you know, it, people say like the human mind is not able to conceive of it um like what is the what is the point in your understanding
2: yeah i think um you and you hit on a lot of it like the the persons of the trinity and so it's like to tell someone there is one god with three persons now sit and have a headache on that for the rest of your life you're right you're right on the on the dot there but think one reason why this does, I, plain and simple, I think the top reason why this matters is because I do believe it's consistent with how God reveals himself in scripture. And so if that's how God reveals himself in his word, the, the most reliable source we have for understanding God and who he is, then we have to accept that as it is, even if it doesn't fully make sense to us. Because that, for me, at base is a faith issue. Like if you're going to say, this is who God says he is, but I can't understand it. So I'm not going to accept it. For me, that's already just like a pride issue. It, you know, begs the question of, can you, if you can't submit yourself to who God says he is because you don't understand the concept or him, then what else are you willing to not submit yourself to? Uh, because he has the authority to, to dictate that. But even beyond that, many people have, um, you know, much smarter than me and spent a lot more time talking about how the Trinity is faithful to how God reveals himself um, practically in our own mission, like how you mentioned Isaiah, a person of the Trinity being uh, anointed, uh, Jesus being anointed by the Spirit um, and being sent by the Father to proclaim good news to the poor and and so on. Um, Jesus declaring uh, you, you know, ultimately, like, if, if you don't believe the Trinity, then there's even some elements of Jesus committing blasphemy, like where he's telling the disciples to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's like, how can you baptize in two, if you don't believe the Holy Spirit or God the Son count as God, then why would you baptize someone in the name of God and two people who aren't God? Um So fundamentally, those are some scripture issues, but I think we can even dig into a little more practical things. But Zach, I I wanted to hear, do you have any um, base level or uh, fundamental things that you think are important when discussing the Trinity before we move on to a little more practical?
0: So I don't know that I necessarily have anything more eye opening to say than you guys, uh, other than just kind of another way I've heard it, I guess, described that could prove helpful. Um so a, a guy who is is a favorite of many of us plain men uh, the late great RC Sproul um he wrote a bunch of little short books that are called like crucial questions about Christianity one of which is called what is the trinity um they're, they're all free you can download the ebook for free on on all of these um if you just look up R.C. Sproul Crucial Questions, and, and you'll you'll find all of these books, and they're all great. Um, and the way he describes the Trinity, and, and he, I'll give the little blurb about why he wrote the book, um, and probably why we could tell the listeners why you should care, right? If we're going to sit here and say, oh, this is a super heady topic that, you know, we're not going to pretend to say we can solve the world's problems, but we should, we're still going to sit here and say you should care, uh, and I think Cody makes a great point that that is how God reveals himself. Uh, and, and this little blurb gives another good point too. Uh, uh, Sproul writes, the Bible teaches us that God is one in substance and three in person, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Although the Trinity is clearly taught in the Bible, as, as Cody has alluded to, uh, it has been attacked throughout church history. And many Christians today have not studied this foundational doctrine. Right? This doctrine is truly foundational to us understanding how God has revealed himself and it has been uh, a topic of attack on to, to Christians. So it is imperative that we do that. We can put words to it, right? I, I do think that that matters. So while while we do sit here and joke about, yeah, it's super lofty, and we're going to do our best. Like I, I, do want to be clear that like this matters a ton. It's super foundational, and you ought to care. Um, if if nothing else, I I you. You can, there's an aspect to it where you can accept that there's mystery to it and that God, in, in some ways, you know j- exactly how he works, we're not going to fully understand, and, and that's okay. But to just sit there and throw your hands up because of that, I, I think is a misstep. Um, and, and kind of the way Sproul describes God is he uses the word essence a lot in the book. And it's that uh, there is one essence that is God. That, that permeates. And, and the, it is the, the same essence, the same and essence being like the core and the, the, the spirit and the foundational thing of, of the person is the essence. And, and then God in that essence ex- makes himself exist into three unique persons in, in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But they are all one in essence. And, that, and that's the word that Sproul uses. And I've found that helpful.
1: As I've thought about the Trinity, and as and as important as it is, and as foundational as it is to a lot of other truths in Scripture and a lot of things that that Jesus says and um, and the kind of the way that He teaches, you know, I, I I don't think that it's something to get hung up on though. Like, you know, I think you have to hold an amount of tension in in that that it's yeah, this is important and this underlies a lot of it, but it's not. I mean. At a certain point and, and and you acknowledge that Zach when you say like it's you know it, it's got to be okay that you can just accept that I that there's going to be some mystery to it that it's going to involve some faith you know but but I don't think I don't know I think you're gonna have to like shoot the balance between between accepting like I'm not just gonna throw this out because I don't get it but I'm also not going to you know like not rest until or not move on until I have like right crunched that yeah yeah there, there is weird balance you're, you're right
0: but what what I don't want the listener to hear is that yeah. this is a challenging concept. So don't worry about you it. Should, yeah, you should <laughs> like give up. That is absolutely yeah. not what we want you to get yeah, out of this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, okay, okay, You yeah. need to understand that. Yeah, this is tough to understand, but that is kind of what TPM is about. Yeah. Right, that is kind of what we care about. Is yeah, this is challenging to start to wrap your brain around. But as you go through Scripture, I do think it, it clears the waters an awful lot. Um, and, and that's what we want the listener. That's what we as TPM want you, the listener to understand is that you ought not give up on on a concept that's heady and tough to understand because it is foundational. And, and I do think that you will come across some point in your life where someone who's either new Christian or question Christianity, this is going to come up. And if we're a bunch of Christians who are like, ah, I don't really know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what does that say yeah. about about your faith so I, I i think it is imperative that we study and try to learn and have something to say about it and it c- we can say something where we have an answer but it also lives in tension and there's of course there's faith to what we believe and that that's never going away <laughs> that's the point of faith right but uh that doesn't mean that we should
1: just you know fall into whoop well i can't understand it moving on yeah Yeah. I I think that this ends up being like a, a perfect TPM topic then, you know, because it is like very much capital T theology. Like this is the Trinity. This is very out there, you know, but, but we also try to explain and try to emphasize how it, um, how it, how it actually does matter.
2: Yeah. And, um, even touching at the end, what you said there, Zach, about faith, I think that's exactly where faith comes in here it says to me faith and trust are two very interrelated if not almost interchangeable words it just says based off what i know about god and how he's revealed himself i trust him to do what he said he's going to do and everything else so it's like from what i know of god i trust him uh, and i trust what he says to be true and that even means when things don't make sense to me, uh, especially in this realm of Trinity when it comes to talking about the inner mechanisms of it. But, um, I was wondering with, with practicality, uh, when, when it comes to like, why should anyone care that God is in Trinity, like practically in your life? Um, I I thought of some things myself that, um, I'd be curious to see what you guys say, but for the Christian, when it comes to explaining, you know, if you could explain this to someone, uh, as, as Andre and Zach said, and you could do it faithfully, and they ask the question, so what? So why does that matter? Again, we return to that base fact that, well, God's revealed it that way. So that's it's important to trust him on that. But even just taking a next step, I think it's important in the sense that The Trinity affirms that there is a God in heaven, God the Father, who is orchestrating all things. Uh, Often scripture refers to this as his foreknowledge um, in his ability to execute his plans for all of creation, uh, among other things. But as one example, that there's a God in heaven who has uh, foreknowledge and can execute his plans. Uh, Affirming God the Son is affirming that the person who died for your sins to pay the penalty is God himself, that God, the son, uh, that there was not only this man who came in the flesh, but it was God himself who came in the flesh, who came to know what it's like to live as a human and be tempted, but not sin and to pay the penalty for sin. So you can say, not only did someone pay for my sin, it was God. And then when it comes to the spirit, it's not just, this force that lives in us to, to help us uh, to follow the father's will or to seal us and mark us for salvation. But it is God himself producing his own will in us and sealing us. I think for the Christian, that is important to be encouraged by those things, to know that the person who died for you and the person who lives in you is the same God who is in heaven, executing all of his plans uh, on behalf of you uh, for his ultimate goal of of um bringing us to himself and being glorified and loved and living in that union but i'm I'm curious to see what else like what do you guys think regarding practicality what else could our listeners take with them
1: yeah i you know I think we've mentioned how we say it's like a foundational truth and that it like underlies other truths and teachings in the bible, and I think that that's that's one of them for me for sure you know you know like the the verse that i read where you know the spirit of the lord god is upon me because the lord has anointed me i mean there's this like that's part of the story you know that jesus is telling uh this part of the redemptive story is that the spirit of the lord anointed him uh you know or what <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, I'm myself confused. There's just the, the, these relationships that have to do with the significance of what Jesus did. So like when you say, you know, knowing that when Christ died for you, you know, that, that was God himself, uh, brings meaning and importance to that truth, which which itself had meaning and importance to begin with. It just amplifies it. So I think, and I think in other ways, an appreciation of the deep mystery of this relationship, of this Trinity, has a lot to do with our experience and our under, like our, our awe of God and our appreciation of, of who He is. So, you know, when there are baptisms and, and we say, you know, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we're, like, imbuing that moment and that, that expression of baptism um, with, like, the great kind of majesty and mystery of the Trinity. In the same way, you know, I think... Like, oh, what was my other one? I'm sorry. Oh no, that was it. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, it was, the awe thing. Like, it, and and I'm trying to, you know, express this in a way, like, kind of to relate it to when you see a sunrise, like a beautiful sunrise or something, and that like moves you in a way and and draws you nearer to God in in the sense of kind of being blown away by who He is or what He does, or, or you have some experience in life and you're like, God is, is in this and among this, you know, I think all of these things that increase our our awe of Him and incline us towards to worshiping Him, I think that the Trinity is one of, can be one of those things, when you sit and think about it and try to appreciate it and, and realize that you can't and that He is greater than you are, I think that has a lot to do with, with pushing us towards Him and drawing us towards Him and inclining us to worship Him.
0: Yeah. Um, and and I agree. Um, and I think like, here's one aspect of this and, and if nothing else, I I do want, I I think you need to grasp that God makes himself exist in these three persons. I think you need to understand. I I want the listener to feel like that's a big deal. Um, for, for example, um, 1 Corinthians three sixteen. Do you not know you are a temple of God and that the Spirit dwells in you? Um, he, he's he's speaking specifically on sexual sin here, but um, this language harkens back to uh, the Old Testament, where the, the temple, why the temple was important. The temple was where God Himself, fully God, chose to reside and dwelt and lived. And if you're not going to like if your belief of, of God's spirit is just kind of like his force in the world, if, if you're not willing to take that on and believe that the Spirit is 100% not just like a piece of God, but fully God, that the Spirit is God to the fullest extent that God is God, what that verse means means so much more. right? Because now the spirit, Lives in you. God himself, in the same way that God lived in the temple, where they can only go in once a year, and only one person could do it after a, just a an absolute parade of sacrifices. Could one person enter into that space with God, and they could only do it like once a year? But this... this this, this same God that lived there now dwells in you. The implications of that are massive now because of the Trinity and the truth of the Trinity. That, that verse just isn't important if the Trinity isn't true and if the Trinity isn't isn't that way. And that's, and that's one example of this. What I just read for you there in 1 Corinthians 3.16, that is one example of where this happens. I think even if you look at the entire life and ministry of Jesus, if you're not willing to accept that Jesus himself is the son of God and that the son of God, not just is a piece of God, but God to the fullest. If, if you, if you don't accept that the ministry of Jesus, isn't all that important. And what Jesus does, isn't all that important. That's why the Trinity like hinges on everything. And it's so foundational because if it's not, these other things just don't mean a whole lot. And that's I think that's maybe my point. And I don't know if that fit with what you guys said or if that was useless or if it was helpful, but that that's kind of where I think I'm going here.
1: Yeah. No, I think that was great. I think that completely drove home the exact point that Cody and I made. Um Yeah, I mean and and so that that's been practical. Like what would be the Uber practical? I think you almost have to err on the side of, like, extreme practicality with something like this. Like, what's the challenge? Think about the Trinity once this week, or, like, consider— Write it on
0: your mirror, Andre. Put a sticky note on your mirror. here we are. (laughs) No, (laughs)
1: that's—writing it on the mirror is season one, Andre. Yeah, Uh, this is season two, Andre. We don't do that anymore. I would like to think that I've evolved (laughs) past writing things on mirrors, but— Apparently not. No, no, well, yeah, no, that's all I have. I mean, I, I. well, I do think one thing would be, you know, in your experience, in your relationship and experience with Scripture, you know, this week, next week, whatever, moving forward, as you come upon a theological concept, consider how the Trinity matters to it. You know, consider how it matters that Jesus was fully, completely, 100% God, or or that the Holy Spirit, you know, is... is is part of the Trinity. You know, like like Zach said, the Holy Spirit is just this, like, kind of flucy, you know, may the force be with you thing. But no, 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 no. That's, like, actually fully God. And it, and it matters that He is fully God, you know, when the Holy Spirit shows up in Scripture. I think that would be my challenge, my very direct and specific challenge to people in terms of bringing the Trinity and the idea of the Trinity into their, to their life and to their understanding of God is to, um, like, really challenge... Um, and interrogate the relationship between the Trinity and theological concepts. (sighs) Cody, what do you want to leave the listener with?
2: Well, I was originally kind of floating around with the idea of like confidence that you can have in, in affirming these, in these things um, that God himself has done each of these things that the Spirit and the Son do. I think people take for granted the Father, but you know, in a sense, this is what separates, um, in some way, in many ways, uh, Christians' understanding of God from, for instance, Judaism um, or Islam, where uh, in those two faiths there is not this mediator uh, who who represents us before God for all time. And in, in the Christian faith is saying, actually, it is God himself as God the F- Son who represents us. And it is God the Spirit who uh, lives in us. And I, I hope that those things actually draw the listener to confidence, to really realizing that, yes, you can indeed trust your salvation because it has been secured by God himself. And you can indeed um, see the power to fight sin and to walk in new life because it is God himself who lives in you. Um, which might be, be another way to, as Andre is getting at, uh, as you're reading scripture, contemplating why the Trinity matters to that thing. Um, and maybe likewise consider, like, how would this be different if, if the, if the Trinity is not real? How is this different? Um, but I, I hope that some of realizing the Trinity in these, in these theological concepts helps build up in you confidence uh, as the next step from knowledge.
0: Yeah, um, and I think, and I think for me, if nothing else, um, jumping off the topic, I guess, I uh, I hope that this that this is an exercise to you, to um, to go into a concept that you might not totally understand, but one that hopefully we've demonstrated and pleaded with you is super important, um, and, and that that's our whole shtick. at at theology of plain men is that there are things that are heady that are lofty that are straight up in there flung into the clouds but you you ought to still care um and and you don't have to have a master's degree to under to try and understand it and to wrestle with it and if nothing else i hope that this was an exercise in that because uh full disclosure we didn't research for months about this we didn't go to school to learn about it we're just a handful of guys who read who try and read our bibles and and understand truths about god um, and like google stuff sometimes. and google oh, i googled during this podcast <laughs> in fact um so uh so if nothing else i i hope i hope that you get that from this um my my only thing i could come up with to write down as a concise application for the listener was uh why does it matter? and 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 i think the better question to probably ask that we've you know we've beat this horse a bunch of times now but maybe ask yourself how does my faith change if this isn't true? um in a lot of ways i think that could be a question that'll help you understand the trinity a little bit better as you uh as you try to learn about it this week. Well, um this was fun. It was a good time. Uh, I certainly had a good time. Um, and now we understand the Trinity completely. And it's we've we've in fact fixed the world maybe <laughs> uh, in some ways. Uh, no, but uh, it's, it's really great. We have said this for a few weeks now, but it's really great to be back. You guys We're we're having so much fun. It feels good to kind of get back to normal. Um, Make sure you uh, leave a review, subscribe. I hope our verbal processing was edifying for you.